Fantasy Football Frenzy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy. I am your host, the closer, Chris Ventra, here in Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan at the FNTSY Sports Network, where you can catch us on YouTube. And that is me and my crew, our crew, our collective crew, Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, George Kurtz, and your boy. You can catch us also on the Sports Grid Network on Zumo TV Channel 719. Every day from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern. What's up? Overreaction Monday today. A lot of crazy things happened. Uh, you know, as we know, if you caught all the games yesterday like your boy did, um, we'll get into it. Well, first, let's introduce the crew. And let's start with Fantasy Taz. Jim Day, what is up, Fantasy Taz? How was your weekend? How you feeling? Hey, weekend was good. I'm feeling good. You know, uh, Jets helped out the Giants. It was a crazy weekend. Yeah, yeah, Eagles and Cowboys, you know, pretty much stink it up. And, uh, you know, Giants have a prayer. Giants have a prayer here, George. Your Cowboys losing to the New York football Jets. (laughs) One thing is I can tell you, they're not my Cowboys. I do not work for the Cowboys. (laughs) I do not play for the Cowboys. Therefore, they are not my Cowboys. Uh, Yeah, the week of sports-wise, it started off good Saturday. Islanders won, Yankees won. And then yesterday, it all went to crap. Uh uh, Cowboys and uh, Yankees both lose. So, uh, yeah, it, it could have gone better here. But, you know, I'm on with Gabe this morning, and that show was good because now Gabe's ranting about Jim Day, and he's not ranting about me anymore. So, hey, <laughs> I guess my day is looking better. Uh, I appreciate that, Jim. I, you gave him something. He's mad about uh, what uh, Minshew, Minshew, Jake Allen, Kyle Allen. He's going bananas about, uh, about that. <laughs> well, we were so, at- uh, but- I think my whole we segment was him chat. ranting about you, about how uh, you uh, you like Minshew better than Kyle Allen. I know, I know he got his Allens confused. I caught that. I found too, that yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, I did too. We were having an argument in the chat in, in the show, and he's like, oh, man, Allen's better than Minshew. I'm like, are you kidding me? Kyle Allen's not better than Minshew. He's like, oh, no, not Kyle, Josh. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is still, you know, to be determined. I mean. Yeah, right. Still to be determined is right. Exactly. Uh, but you know the Buffalo Bills have – Oh, such a juicy five-week schedule. Even six weeks, if you want to take it that far, for the Buffalo Bills. I think they got Miami. They got Washington. They have, I think, um, I think you got Philadelphia's horrible secondary in there somewhere at home. Cleveland and then Miami again and then Denver. So uh, it's a pretty pretty easy schedule for the Buffalo Bills coming up. So we'll see what Josh Allen does there. How about Denver? Denver over the last two weeks finally figured out their defense and Maybe it took them that long to learn Fangio's defense, but the last couple of weeks, Denver's defenses look like the defense we were expecting, expecting early right. in the season. Now, the thing is, I wonder, is that – I th- obviously, I think it's partially because of Vic Fangio's defense's system, some of the players there, Chris Harris, of course, but I also think Tennessee, just a bad offensive team. Just a bad, bad offensive team. I, I mean, you know, they shut them out. You're not going to do that versus – Pretty much every other team except for maybe the Miami Dolphins. Um, but, uh, you know, I think part of that was because of the team they played. Who they played the week before that they played good defense against? Oh, the Chargers. Uh, Char- yeah. Chargers stink. Chargers just stink, George. Am I right? Uh, after last night, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> listen, I get it. They've had a lot of bad luck. You know, guys keep getting hurt, but that's no excuse to lose to a third-string quarterback. And you lost that game in the first quarter. I mean, we, we all make fun of them. They play in a high school state and they really don't have a home field. There were many more Steeler fans, uh, there than Charger fans, but that's on you. That's, that's on the organization. You made that deal when you decided to leave San Diego. Uh, it's looking more and more like, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. We're hearing they're having a hard time selling PSLs in LA, the Chargers, and that's not a shock. I think we expected that. I, I think, I wonder eventually down the line, they got the work, once again, work something out with San Diego again. This is not working here. It, it's not going to work at all for you. The Chargers are going to be a nightmare for years. Well, George, what about? Dare I say London? You can't have a London team. How are you going to have a London team? How are they going to play, you know, the London, I don't know, Monarchs play the Oakland Raiders? Are you going to make that trip? I know. You can't have a bye week after every road game in London. You can't do it. It can't happen. The only way it could possibly happen, and this would be idiotic. A, I hate these London games. Fit the schedule to them. Yeah. You'd you'd have to have a whole division in London. (laughs) Yeah, that's at least in Europe. Well, let's see. It's it's silly. It's just silly. Let's make a division in London right now. Jaguars moved to London. 
or or in England, United Kingdom, in that area. Give them all the bad teams. That's great. Yeah, Jaguars, Chargers, yeah, Tampa Bay, Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay, and oh, it's a lot of Florida right. teams. Just the AFC South. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> <laughs> the whole the, the whole state of Florida moves to to the United Kingdom. There's no no more Florida teams. Um, yeah, it's, it's silly. It's I know I know this, and I know they want to make more money and all this, but this the Mexico thing, Canada, fine, you can deal with that. It's it's still not the same uh, pretty much time zones, but the England thing is just idiotic. It's yeah, just too idiotic. far. It's, it's too, too far. I mean, these teams need a bye week. Well, they they think they do. Some teams don't want the bye week. They're they're always offered the opportunity to do it. So how are you going to have a division? How are you going to have a full slate there? It's just silly in my mind. I can't stand it. It's not like baseball. You know, the Yankees in Boston played there. They give up two home games. Big deal. You play 162, 81 home games. Doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. You can play one-eighth. We know football. It's so important to have a home game. You're giving up one-eighth of your schedule, 12.5% to go play there. That one game could determine everything. Okay, not for the Patriots. We really don't have another important game until uh, January again. They have a two game. They, it's a joke. Uh, it just drives me insane. But I, I just don't get it why they do this. It's home field is too important. I, I think it's just silly. But then again, the owners, all they care about is money. Yep. They don't care about anything else. It's just money. I think eventually it might have. If they change the schedule, maybe to an eighteen week schedule with two buys, uh, you'd have to set it up where like. There's like three games in a row in London, then the bye, and then they go to United States for like three games in a row, and then they go back to like it would have to be stretches, long stretches. They have to stay in the here somewhere and practice here. That's that's money too. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna have to have another facility or facilities here. Pay all the players to do that as well. Who the hell is gonna want to play in England? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Think about it. Who the hell is gonna want to do that? I don't know, but uh, watching the game yesterday, the the fans came out. I don't know. I, they probably don't know what they were clapping for, but they were all clapping. Who clapping for every play? Standing all, up. What <laughs> fan knew about the free kick rule at the end of the first half? I don't know. What fan knew that rule? Were there 14 people in the stadium, maybe? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, we're heading to break. We'll break down week six overreaction. Some things that we might uh, overreact to. Jim Day, George Kurtz, your boy, the close of Chris Ventura. Be right back on a Monday. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. 
Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rollback. Right here for Jimmy Day. Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, George Curtis, brother closer, Chris Venture. Welcome back on an overreaction Monday to Fantasy Football Frenzy. Uh, and we were just talking about London for some reason for a good whole segment. But hey, let's break down the latest real quick here. First of all, the Patriots sign uh, tight end Ben Watson. This just in about 15 minutes ago. They needed a tight end. They're pretty, I mean, offensively, they're ugh, pretty blah. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, Ben Watson, I mean, he's had his day in the sun, you know? I guess he's it's still better than everybody else that got on oh, yeah. at the position. I would at least agree. to catch passes anyway. That's true. Yeah, I would agree with that. Absolutely. Uh, so they just, you know, continue to get a little better as they're undefeated. Uh, one of the only two undefeated teams left. Speaking of, the San Francisco 49ers win 20-7 to at Los Angeles Rams. Jared Goff's a bum or what? You tell me, George. I definitely He's played a like it this week. 78 yards, yards passing. passing. <laughs> Sam Darnold beat that on one pass. One throw, Darnold beat that. Yep. It's like there Darnold's a world, a world beater either. I mean, that's I, I, the 49ers have a very good pass team. It's very good. All right, the 49ers are sort of a throwback team, right, Jim? Here, we're playing with, they're going to win with the running game and defense. You know, they don't have yeah, much really, of passing attack. And they're doing attack. it well with the both. <laughs> and they're, they're doing it very well here. <clears throat> they got that three-pronged uh, rushing attack there. So, uh, you know, I don't know what to think of the Rams. Really no excuse there. I know Gurley was out, and that's a loss. But 78 yards? 78? Yeah, that, that's, that's a uh, He's really – since the uh, – what? Pretty much since the playoffs last year. I know they got to the Super Bowl, but he didn't play great against New Orleans. Didn't play, certainly didn't play great against the Patriots. He played hard against the Patriots, yeah. And then he's picked up against uh, this year. Uh, he's, he's just having problems. Turnovers here. In this case, maybe they were playing it too close to the vest because they didn't want to turn the ball over like he did against Tampa Bay. Maybe right. they're just looking, looking for excuses here, but you got Cooks, you got Woods, you got Cup. There's no excuse for that. Yeah. The problem is he, I feel like they didn't have Gurley to lean on. And this is what happens. You don't have your, your, your star running back, your guy right. that your engine of your offense, uh, and you got to lean on Goff a little more and, uh, not so good. Not oh, so here, good. here, look, look, this is, this is numbers from Goff. The last 12 games, including the playoffs. He's 60.1 completion percentage for 3,107 yards, 6.78 yards per attempt, 13 touchdowns, 14 INTs, and 12 fumbles. In the 12 games before the last 12, he had a 66.2 completion percentage, 3,800 yards, 8.93 yards per attempt, 27 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, and 6 fumbles. So he has definitely regressed. It's almost like Jeff Fisher is whispering in his ear once again. <laughs> Jeff, the ghost of I Jeff I thought you to be an average quarterback. Come on, get back to being an average quarterback. <laughs> Terrible. Well, that's interesting, Jim. Good stat there. Um, maybe he just lost his confidence, and it's been a downward spiral ever since. I, I bet that Super Bowl game really, really took a toll on him. That Super Bowl against New England – Really hit him hard, I think, because he hasn't been. You're right. I mean, he, you said since week 12, so it was happening. Uh, that really dug the last into him. 12 games, actually, not yeah. even since week 12. The last 12 games, including last, the playoffs. There you go. So, yeah, Jared Goff. It seemed like it, the last good game we saw of Jared Goff was the big Monday night game against Kansas City. Ever since that game, where the two teams scored over 100 points and it was just balls to the wall play. All game long, right? Ever since that game, he has regressed a ton, and he just hasn't come back from that yet. Yeah, and you can't say it's the system. You can't say it's the weapons. He has his weapons. Maybe they gave him an older bus. 
They gave him the short bus, the cheese bus. <laughs> That's what he's driving right now. So, uh, you know, there you go with Jared Goff. The 49ers win 20-7. to They move to 5-0 and atop this tough division, which, you know, has the Rams now 3-3. Three and three. Seattle's what? 5-1? and 5-1, and one, yeah. 5-1. and one. Yeah. So, yeah, Seattle wins a close one with Cleveland, uh, which they were trailing pretty big early on. And, uh, you know, Russell Wilson is just the total opposite of Jared Goff. He gets the job done. When he needs to, he gets right the now. job done. Yeah. yeah, he is the MVP He's the truth. Right now. Yeah. He's that good when he needs to be. And, you know, they ran all over Cleveland, too, with Chris Carson. But are the 49ers for real? At 5-0? and Yeah, absolutely. With their defense playing the way it's playing, they're for real. Um, Don't jump on the bandwagon now, Jim. I'll I'll get Richard Sherman after you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, I'll be honest. I wasn't a believer, and I'm still not a believer in in Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm just not. He's a game manager Um, right now. He doesn't have to do anything. He's a game manager. And that's fine. If you can run the way they've been running, uh, you know, and using all their backs, too, and they're doing it well, I like that. Um, And then the fact that this defense has really turned around in such a huge way, um, you know, I I, did. Right now, they are tough to do anything against this defense. They're a scary team. Yeah, they're a scary team. And they came out of left field this year. So, one of the only two undefeated teams. New England had that cupcake schedule. I want to see them play a really good team. Uh, I'm not sure who they're playing next week, but hopefully. They played a really good Buffalo team and struggled. I mean, they got the win, but it was a struggle. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Here's another good stat about about 49ers against wide receivers. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Odell Beckham Jr., Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and Brandon Cooks have combined for 14 catches, 143 yards, and one TD against them. Yeah, that's bad. Six top receivers. There you go. Richard sure, Sherman, he's he's a veteran leader. They got a good mix on defense of veteran leaders and young guys like Nick Bosa, who's you know starting to play at his potential. Uh, you know, it's just... They're they're set right now, so it looks good for them. You look at San Fran. I mean, they play Washington next. There's a W. Yep. All right. Then you got Carolina. Tough game, and it's in Carolina. It's I'm sorry. It's it's in San Fran. I give San Fran the edge here. Then they're at Arizona. That should be another W. Yeah. They could easily be eight zero. Eight zero before they uh, have a showdown Monday night against Seattle on November 11th. Oh, that's uh, awesome. At Seattle uh, Monday night too. Nice. Uh, it's on a Monday night. Yeah, it's uh, in San Fran. Oh, it's in San Fran. I'm just trying to. Make, I'm trying to make sure it's not a uh, you know one of these neutral site games. Right, but right. no, it's in San. It's in San Fran. Uh, so isn't that they really could? I mean, listen, there's a chance. That I don't see them losing to Washington or Arizona. They're both road games. I guess it could happen. You never know what happens on the road. But I would be surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Carolina game is tough, but it's at home. I'm certainly going to give them the edge there. They they certainly could be. And even even after that Seattle game, they play Arizona again before their schedule gets rough. Right. So they, they could realistically, last, yeah, have eight or nine wins. Games. Oh wow! Green Bay, Baltimore, they, they New Orleans, Atlanta, Rams, Seattle. They get into yeah. the heart of their schedule. <laughs> yeah. Do you, what was the last three you said? Baltimore, Atlanta, Seattle. Last six. Last six are Green Bay at Baltimore, at New Orleans, Atlanta, Rams at Seattle. So the last six gets real. Atlanta's garbage though, but you know we'll. They're throwing they in there. Are, yeah. Hell, I picked Still them up in this, uh, make a Super Bowl in this show. Hey, me. What was that? Jim Day? I said they still have the weapons to beat you if they play a good game. They do. They, they, offensively, you know, they looked good Offensively, this they're week. fine. Yeah. They suck on defense. They Ever since, uh, what's his name, uh, the linebacker went, they can't stop anybody. They can't stop anybody. They, yeah, they're, who, who ran all over them? Uh, uh, Arizona did yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah, but you said ever since. <laughs> Someone. I don't know. Oh, the linebacker. Uh, Keel. Uh, uh, he went down with the uh, an Achilles offhand. I forget exactly what his injury was. Uh, he got hurt last year, too. They they haven't rebounded. One guy seems to have taken out their entire defense. Oh, Keen O'Neal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, Keel. Yeah, and- uh, one guy seems to have taken out their entire defense, which is just strange, but uh, they're not the same team on defense, and they're just lost on defense. I mean, I mean lost on defense. Yeah, and they just so, can't win uh, games. Like They no, don't know how to they- win. Uh, and they lose this you one. Lost, you have to go, yeah, you shank that, extra point. Yeah, oh. extra point from Matt Bryant, too. <laughs> you know, it's like, are you kidding me? It's like I all know. of a sudden these old kickers who we've always relied on, none of them could kick anymore. 
Out of it, Terry missed a bunch early on. Matt Bryan's been missing a bunch. Joey Sly it's missed like, a few. What's up with these kickers? <laughs> it's like even field goals, they're missing more and more. It seems like I haven't done numbers, but it sure looks like they're missing more than I can remember field goal kickers missing before. And I'm I sure agree. I'm sure it's part of the reason why they're going for two a lot more too uh, in these games. I wonder, I wonder when it comes to kickers. We're seeing a lot more. You know, they can all kick at sixty yards, right? I mean, Brett Mayer kicked a sixty yards, sixty-two yards yesterday. Yeah. They can all kick it a mile, but they have no, no accuracy anymore. You know, it's like they have no idea inside 40. Well, maybe I think it's because, and this is a theory of mine, that there's more pressure on you. The mm-hmm. extra point, the, the 40 yard field goal, because that's, you're expected to make that, what, 85% clip. You know, so there's more pressure on you. You're feeling it. The ones from 55 plus, ah, we'll see Wing what it. happens here. Yeah. All right, you sort of, I'll kick it as hard as I can. Hopefully, hopefully it goes through the yellow things. That's <laughs> I love, they, they I really love that, that freak kick they did. Carolina did yesterday with Joey Sly, even though they didn't make it. That's that good fun. coaching, though, because not everybody knows that rule. Yeah, there you go. Matt Bryan actually two for two uh, on field goals yesterday, but he misses the extra point. Three for four with extra points. The pressure. Pressure got him. His, his foot slipped on that. He saw it slip. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Fancy Taz, Jim Day, George Curtsy, Boy, the Close Chris Venture. Overreaction Monday. A couple of more plays to break down and games to break down. We'll be right back. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this show can get a deposit bonus up to $500. Here's how it works. Create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. Make a deposit. Place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it with a 50% bonus up to $500. This offer is eligible for all users, plus new users will get a risk-free bet of up to $200. Just go to sportsgrid.com backslash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com backslash DK. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. There you go right there. Fantasy Taz, Jim Day reads. Get in on the action. DraftKings, FanDuel, wherever you play it. Um, great song, by the way. Shout out to Brian in, in the pit. That was the uh, Sopranos theme song. Very good. Very good. I didn't think of that. That was all Brian right there. All right. And Bavona. Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, George Kurtz, your boy, the close of Chris Ventra on Overreaction Monday. Just a couple of quick things here. Optimism, Sammy Watkins will return in week seven uh, with his injury. Yay. Yay. Let's plug him in. <laughs> plug him in. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. Chris, are you calling for a two-touchdown week for Watkins this week? Off the injury? <laughs> I'd be pretty ballsy. I don't know if I could do that. Maybe, maybe catch one catch. touchdown. Maybe a catch. <laughs> uh, sad news. Will Disley out for the season most likely? With the torn Achilles, uh, which detrimental. Uh, I have him in a couple of leagues. GST, a very big league that I'm in. I had David Njoku, lost him. Then I had Will Disley, lost him now. Can't catch a break at tight end. I have to pick up Ricky Seals-Jones. Wish me luck. Uh, so that's sad. Patrick, yeah, me too. <laughs> you too? Ricky Seals? Him or Darren <laughs> Fells, I got to decide. Oh, yeah, on. Fells. Fells had seven targets. Fells had yeah, seven finally targets. he did it without scoring, so that was a good sign, actually. Yeah. Yeah, he throws, he's throwing a tight end, Watson. So, you know, Fells might, might be the best one, believe it or not. <laughs> if you're in, a, you know, kind of deep fantasy leagues or 12-team leagues, that's the options there. Patrick Peterson reinstated for Week 7. Of course, the week uh, the Giants play them, Patrick Peterson comes back. Yeah. Very good. Uh, Amari Cooper. He's going to be rusty. Who cares? I hope. We're going to throw all hope. over Patrick Peterson. We hope. Yeah, I hope so. Daniel Jones. Do you, do you trade Peterson? Don't you, don't you trade him? Why? I don't know. They're years away. How old is he? That's a fair question. 27? 28? I'll tell you in a minute. But, I mean, uh, once again, the Cardinals, are, they're getting better, right? Kyle Murray, Kyle Murray looks like the real deal. Yeah. But still, it's probably a couple of years before you truly. So he's 29. 29. I, I think you move him. Yeah. He'll be 31. You can get a a really good a really good package for him. There he, and there are teams that have already called him about him. If I'm the Cardinals, I at least have to hear what's being offered. Yeah. And I don't know if you get, you're not going to get a first round pick. You'll get a second. Oh, I think you'd get a first. You think you get a first for Pat Peterson? All right. They'll give you two first. Teams are over two first for Ramsey at Jacksonville's turned down. You know, you won't get two first. Right. But Patrick Peterson may not be Ramsey, but he's not that far behind either. Right. I think they would get it. I mean, the problem is, is teams are getting smarter now. They're, oh, yeah, you'll get two first, but they're from great teams. So those firsts are going to be in a 25-plus range. Right. You know, if New England offers a team, well, that might be 31, 32. You know, do you, do you want that? And that's why you want more than that from New England. You're not going to get a first from, well, I shouldn't say that. Pittsburgh did it for, uh, for, uh, for Minka. So maybe you can get a, a lower-level team to offer you something. But uh, mm. I just think they have to at least hear the offers. I don't think they should ever be, no, no, we're not trading them. I think that's silly. I think it hurts your franchise. Yeah, at least entertain the offers, see what you get. Maybe you get a great deal. You know, I mean, I would see, uh, speaking of a team that might have a bad pick because they're doing well and they desperately need secondary help, Eagles. Well, the Eagles have actually um, Ronald Darby and – Jalen Mills uh, will be resuming practice this week, this Wednesday, apparently, according to Coach Doug Peterson. So, Darby, they need desperately right now. But on the Texans' side, Texans cornerback Bradley Robbie, hamstring issue likely to miss about a month of the season. They can't afford to lose more people in the secondary. So, you know, that's a, that's a destination for Patrick Peterson. That team's 4-2. and two. They just beat the Chiefs. Houston already gave up picks, though, for uh, Tunsil, so that they really That's can. the problem, yeah. You know, they'd be in trouble. But, I mean, Cincinnati should be looking to trade A.J. Green, in my mind. You know, I think uh, Washington with oh, the yeah. uh, Williams is just a joke. He doesn't want to play there. You guys suck. 
the love of God you should be trading. <laughs> all right, it's just silly. You know that you will, you won't. I, I think we heard what somebody offered a number one for him too early on in the season. I mean, you never know how true these stories are, but that's what we're hearing here. So I, I don't know why teams get so uh, held up on no, we're not going to trade these guys. I get it. You know that the, uh, you know if I'm the uh, if I'm the owner of a team and Jim Day's playing for me, he's not. I'm not playing for you. You don't want to set that precedent. Well, if I don't, if I trade Jim Day, that means now Chris Venture is going to want to do the same thing. He now wants to get paid or trade. I get it. You know, you don't want to set that precedent, but obviously these guys, when it comes to Williams, he's, he's not kidding around. He's not playing for you. All right. He doesn't care about the money. Move him. Ramsey, you know, we all make the jokes about the back injury probably not being, uh, completely truthful there. Yeah. You're paying him. He's not playing for you. At least Williams, you don't have to pay, right? He's, he's just not there. You know, Ramsey, you got to pay because he says his back hurts. So he's still paying the guy. It's just, it's just silly in my mind. You can't win here. Yeah, exactly. It's a shame. Uh, and yeah, they should be, everybody should, that has players like this should be entertaining offers and not saying, oh, he's off, he's off limits. Uh, that's just dumb. Uh, so we'll see. And now every, every, you should listen to offers on every single player on your roster at all times. That's what a GM is paid to do. Agreed. There you you never know when somebody's going to blow your doors off. Exactly. And, and the Jags fell to two and four now after that ugly game against New Orleans, 13 six, the Saints, Teddy covers, Teddy Bridgewater covers again. Because the spread was actually in the Jaguars' favor because they were home. So they were like minus two and a half. That, I think that started at plus two and a half and moved all the way to minus two and a half for the Jags. So, I mean, that was a bad spread. But but Saints defense, it, they, they threw so many different looks at him. Uh, at Minshew yesterday, he didn't have a clue what he was looking at. He was, uh, he was stymied all day. Yeah, Minshew finally had an ugly game. Threw a, a clean pick this time. That was a clean pick. I was right at yeah. the guy. Uh, and, and you know, he only, he couldn't break 200 yards passing. He had like 169 or something like that. So, yeah, I mean, that was, I guess, to be expected at some point, right? Minshew, you know, he wasn't going to sustain this type of production all year long. Uh, there's going to be bad games for, especially a young quarterback like him. Uh, he's a rookie. So there you go. They win 13 to six, the Saints. Saints, the best team in the NFC? No. No. I don't think so. Winning all these games without Drew Brees. I know. And then what are they, 5-1 and one, uh, or 4-2? 5-1. They're the best team in the NFC. I think they're 5-1. Yeah, they're 5-1. So maybe they are. I mean, I like the Vikings. For me, it's the well, like the Vikings up there. They're certainly not. But they're the only team. good at home. <laughs> right. They're only good at home. Uh, I know Kirk Coates had a good game yesterday against the Eagles team. You already said it. That has no secondary. Let's see him do it against the real teams here. He said he's struggled against good teams in the past. Eagles, I think, are a good team. Uh, but I'm not giving Minnesota one of the best teams. I think Green Bay is up there with the run game now and playing better defense. Mm-hmm. I think Seattle's certainly in this there. conversation oh, as yeah. well. Seattle. But, uh, they have no D, though, Seattle. San Francisco. <laughs> San Francisco. Yeah, they're the best team. They got to be the best now, team in the NFC. They've only given now, up going, 60, 64 points through five games. I'll go to Wellens. Over San Fran, all right. I mean, I'll San Fran's got to play some people. I mean, uh, once again, their schedule hasn't been hard either. It's not. It's not been easy. Certainly not been easy. Yeah, uh, but, but that was uh, a true test against the Rams in Los Angeles. That was a true test. It was. That was. A, that, that was trust. They they dominated. You played a bad Cleveland team, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Tampa Bay. Other than that, I mean, not exactly the uh, greatest of the great here. Yeah, yeah but it, you know what? It, it really comes down to it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There's you so many bad teams. Play the yeah. teams you're scheduled to play. I mean, you could say the same thing about the Patriots. Outside of that Bills game, they haven't played anyone. Right. Oh, yeah, they haven't played anyone. Uh, I mean. Oh, they haven't. What, literally 22? I think the, the Patriots, the, the combined opponents record is 7-22. and 22. But, you know, I know you uh, you guys aren't big baseball fans. I'm worried about the NFL becoming baseball. And what I mean by that is, in the American League this year, before the season started, you knew there was the haves and the have-nots. There was nothing in between. You had your good teams. There's about six to seven good teams, and everybody else was terrible right. in baseball. And I'm worried about the NFL becoming the same thing. That team is starting to realize that you either need to be good when you're competing for the Super Bowl, or bad when you're getting top picks. Being in the middle, being eight and eight, is bad. Doesn't do you anything. That's the it worst thing you can do. do right. It's the worst thing. And I don't. I'm, I'm praying the NFL is not becoming like that too. Although I got to tell you, if I'm a GM, I think it is the way to go. Either be either suck and rebuild like Miami, tank, get all these number one picks and all the cap room and blah blah blah. Or you're great, where you can you know you can compete for a Super Bowl, for at least a championship yeah. game, something like that. So I'm worried, but that's not good for the game. It's not good for the fans. It's not good for us. It's not really good for the game, but every sport's doing it. I mean, basketball does it too. They tank. 
Teams tank. But see, I, I, I hate that kind of thinking because man, it, there's been so many teams over the years that haven't had the greatest seasons but have gotten hot at the right time at the end of the year going into the playoffs and gone on to win a Super Bowl. We saw the Giants do that. Both times. That, you know, a, a very average season, you know, go into New England last game, last game of the year when New England's going for that, you know, unbeaten record. And all of a sudden the Giants play a great game. They still lose, but they played a great game about New England against New England. And that one game propelled them through the playoffs into the Super Bowl against New England on again, the road and to a win. Um, so, you know, I, I hate that thinking from GMs of, oh, if we don't win the first few games, then let's just tank. I, if that's what they're thinking, they wouldn't work for me. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, you shouldn't do it if you're 0-3. There's still plenty of time to turn that around. 1-4, still plenty of time. I mean, if you're 0-5, it's hard to turn well, that around. 0-5, the, the numbers are pretty much dead set against you ever making the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I that's, would hate to think see about, what the actual number is, but I bet you it's under one percent. Think about New England already; they're six and zero. Oh. The next best team in the uh, AFC only have four wins. Yeah, they already have a two-game lead on home field. It's a joke. It is every year. It's a joke. But their schedule is a joke this year. How do you give the reigning Super Bowl champions one of the easiest schedules on the planet? Because how do you do that? I'll tell you how. Because Kraft. The schedule is every year. It's not, it has nothing to do with anybody. We know who the, I know who the Cowboys are going to play next year outside of two games. That's all you don't know. You we'll play be. your division for six, another division for four, and then an opposite division for four. You only, there's only two games you don't know. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
little flute action. Welcome back. Fancy football frenzy on an overreaction Monday. We're overreacting to things, maybe. We're saying that uh, there's no parity. That's basically what we're saying here. Or we're moving towards no parity in the NFL because teams want to tank. But like Jim said, in the NFL sometimes, you know, you could come back from 0-3, maybe even 0-4, even though that's a struggle. Um, but you listen, Giants 2-4, and still, they still have a shot to win this division. I mean, the Eagles are three and three. <laughs> Cowboys are three and three. We're only a game yeah, back. <laughs> yeah, the team that makes it from the NFC East is going to be six and ten. Imagine. <laughs> Wasn't there the a year are... where the West did that, where a team made it at seven yes. and nine? And yeah, seven and Seattle nine. Seattle beat yeah. New Orleans in the playoffs. Yep. Seattle. Everybody, everybody, everybody was bitching because Seattle got in with a seven and nine. I think New Orleans was the wild card team with, I forget how many wins they had, but they had more than seven. Maybe they had nine, maybe they had ten. And people were, were upset that New Orleans still had to travel yeah. to Seattle. You know? And then so that was the game Marshawn Lynch did the uh oh, you know, yeah, the guys yeah. are hanging off his back and guys couldn't tackle him down. That was that game. We became beast mode and all that. Yeah, they but, got the uh, home winning, game because they won division. Yeah, seven winning nine. a division's important. You know, I don't care how many games take you to win your division. That is more important than being the wild card. I, I agreed with that. But the one but thing Scott, I, I don't agree with, and you were getting into this before we headed to break, George. Um so you play in your schedule. You play your division, each team twice. That's six games right there. So you're playing your division. Yeah, right. So your division. New England has a, has had a crap, pretty crappy division that's, for that's the longest time. That's why New time. England wins, by the way. It's because their division, division sucks. Yeah. Year after year, Miami's terrible. Jets terrible. Uh, Buffalo's usually terrible. Maybe yep. one team this year, Buffalo looks good. You know, one team will be decent. But the right. way it works, you said six games against your division. That's six. Then one then whole other play, division. Then you play one, and that, that rotates every year. Right. So that's 10 now. And the same thing, you play a, a division in the in other, other conference. conference. Yep. And it rotates every year. That's 14. That leaves two the games. Two, yep. the, other, the, other two, the only two games you don't know, in other words, for the Cowboys, the only two games I don't know for next season, outside of whether it's home or away, will be where they finish. If the Cowboys finish in second place, they will play two games against two teams that are also second place finishers. Right. right. That's it. That's the only thing you don't know. So when you say, oh, the schedule makers were nice in New England, no, they weren't. Yeah. We know what the schedule is. The only thing we don't it's know are, are Thursdays, Mondays, Sundays, and the times. That's it. When I bitch about the scheduling, and I do all the time, it's because the NFL does idiotic things like, let's have Philadelphia play on a Thursday, and then the next week, we'll play, have them play the Cowboys in a big division game, but let's have the Cowboys play the Monday night on the road the week before. Yeah, it makes no sense. So why would you that. do that for a division game? <laughs> Where you give one team an extra, and listen, by the way, I said Philadelphia and Dallas, could that e- easily be Dallas playing with Thursday in Philadelphia. Just an example. Right, right, you know, right. But why would you do that? You know, I don't like it when they have teams coming out of a bye playing a team that doesn't come out of a bye. Or a team that's playing on Monday night, you've seen that too. It's like, what are you doing? You have one team having a two-week rest, the other team on a short week. It's just silly. Yeah. You know, when they, when they, when they do stuff like that, that just drives me insane. It is, it is pretty stupid. And, uh, not to mention now throwing in all these London games. Uh, that, you know, skew everything for all these teams. You know, they lose a home game, whoever loses a home game because they got to play in London. Like this past weekend, we had Carolina, Tampa Bay. Uh, I, I believe. Tampa Bay was home team. And Tampa Bay, yeah. So they lose a home game right there. Uh, they ended up losing the game. Uh, you know, maybe if they were really home, it would have been a different story. So these things matter. And yeah, like George said, two games actually matter towards your record. Everything else is random. So it really doesn't matter if you win the division or you come in last division, you get a slightly easier schedule, maybe. You know, if you... Well, you, you know what I hate about the scheduling? I hate when a team has to be away from their stadium for six games in a row because yes. baseball plays there. Are you freaking kidding me? It is playoffs. playoffs. I don't care. Yeah, that doesn't happen all that often. Baseball, though. let's yeah. go play in the back lot. How many teams play? Uh, how many? There's not too many teams that play in uh, baseball, football in the same stadium. Oakland. Oakland. That's it. Miami. Is there another? Yeah. Miami. There another? No. No, not anymore. No, Miami plays in Joe Robbie. They don't. Yeah. That's it. That's it now. It's just Oakland. Yeah. And that stadium needs to be imploded anyway. And they're they're moving anyway, so you won't have to worry about that. Right. They're going to Vegas. <laughs> so you know. Uh, yeah. The I schedule. just wanted to get that rant in. <laughs> what they really what they really should do is not have them play AFC an AFC division. So if you're an NFC team, you shouldn't have to play an AFC division. Instead, you should have to play all the top NFC teams. Those four other four games should be other top NFC teams. If you're if you no, were the no, division you, winner, you want to have some cross. Yeah, you, I know. You want to have some crosses. I, I agree with. I have I have no yeah, problem with the schedule. I, I like I like the schedule. How it's going to work out when they go to a 17 or 18 game schedule? That should be interesting. You know, I guess if it's 18, you just play uh you know another division 
instead of playing the two top teams, you may just play the, you know, the Cowboys, Giants, Eagles. You know, the NFCs may play the NFC North and NFC South. Right, right, two divisions every year. I guess that's how it would work out. If it's 17 games, I don't know how that extra game is going to work out. You know how they'll figure that out. I doubt uh, they do an odd amount of games. Oh, that well, that that might be the compromise. You know, in the CBA, we know we know the players don't want to play any extra games, but if you want more money. That's, you gotta give the owner something. Yeah. You know, so if you want more money, that's, it's the extra game that comes in. So maybe, I, listen, I don't want an odd game either. Uh, I just, in, in all honesty, I don't think they should play any more games. I understand it's bad for the players' health, but I'm a, I'm a fan as well. I hate them up to February. It's cold here in the Northeast. It's just, you know, baseball's too early. I hate when football ends. It's depressing. Let's kill February. You had three more weeks of football. We kill February. So you give me another bye week. You know, you give two more games, that kills February. It's a great, it'd be a great thing. It's for beautiful because February is boring. Yeah. February, February sucks. Yeah, Valentine's it's... Day. We all get screwed. Every, every guy gets screwed. Yeah, on yeah. Not good way either, by the way. <laughs> you know, the whole you month of people. If, if they do go to a 17 game schedule, then I, I know the perfect way to determine what game they play. They could always play rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock. Did you... <laughs> for what? Well, then they can figure out the different games. The teams can get together and play rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock, you know? I wouldn't scissors be surprised. Paper, paper covers rock, rock crushes lizard, lizard poisons Spock, Spock smashes scissors. Yeah, I never heard this. Decapitate in lizard. I never lizard heard the lizard paper, Spock thing. Paper disproves Spock and Spock vaporizes rock. Yeah, and yeah, as always, know. rock crushes scissors. And, <laughs> Jim, did you just make this up? I never heard this in my life. You just oh, added no, no, this, this, the rock this is from Big Bang Theory TV oh, show. Big Bang Theory. See, I don't watch that oh, show. Don't watch that. Yeah, yeah so. I don't watch that one. Oh, it's a great show. One of my favorite shows ever. <laughs> of course, Jim Day gets this that from from uh, Big Bang Theory. There you have it right there. What about some uh, overreact? Let's get into more overreactions here. Um, even though I did want to break some things down, I just want to say this. A lot of the Giants are practicing this week, so that's good news for the Giants. Uh, Nikhil Harry also for the Patriots. We don't want more good news for the Patriots, but it just so happens to be. Jameis Winston, in that 9.30 a.m. London game, threw for 400 yards passing, but also one touchdown, five picks, and he also lost a fumble. He actually fumbled twice, had 17 total fantasy points, but he's a bum. Like, uh, am I overreacting? Are we overreacting to the, the to these numbers, Jim Day? His coach said he's got to stop with the hero complex. Hero, he's <laughs> always got to yeah. be the hero, and you know you can see it. He's always con- constantly trying to make that big play instead of throwing the ball away. This is something you try and teach rookies not to do. This guy's been in the league too long to continue doing it. Yeah. You know, you got to get smart at some point and realize the ball. Has to be thrown away. You can't hold it for six, seven seconds and expect to make a good play. I know. Yeah. And he's had ample amount of chances now in his career. He's had a lot. And I think this might be his last chance this year. This year is his last chance. If he ends the year this bad and the team's horrible, which they're trending to be, uh, you know, I think Jameis. And as a quarterback for fantasy, he's a QB2 spot starter. Right? That's about it. Uh, Kirk Cousins was QB number six this past week, tore it up. Stefan Diggs, 11 targets, seven catches, 167 yards, and three touchdowns. The number one wide receiver of the week with 43 fantasy points, and it wasn't close. The next sell best. Sell him high now. <laughs> the next best. Sell him high now. Sell him high? That's what I'm saying. Are we overreacted to this? <laughs> I uh, would absolutely try and sell him right now for something big. All right, something, sell them for something big. George, you're with it? Oh, yeah, I, I agree with Jim. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, now, yeah, absolutely. I mean, once again, it came against the Philadelphia Eagles secondary, which we've made fun of now for most of the show. They've got issues there. <laughs> they've had problems. Uh, now, one thing you got to keep in mind, Minnesota's next couple of games at Detroit, okay, you know, Detroit has a decent secondary, but then they play Washington, Kansas City, Dallas is having issues in the secondary. Yeah. You know, three of the next four games we like before they get tougher. Again, once again, they play Denver, Seattle, Detroit. Uh, in a stretch there. So maybe you want to hold on to it. For, I wouldn't sell him for nothing. Let's put it that way. I yeah. want to get something back. I can oh, no, use. no. Yeah. But it's got to be something good. Something really good. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I agree. I think you want to, I think you want to sell high on him now. I don't trust him here. He's already been unhappy. Uh, it's funny how everybody's happy now. And now they're happy. I, I, 
the what the Eagles linebacker who said the the worst person I guess the former Viking the worst person on that team is Cousins. Well, boy, maybe you don't want to get that bulletin board material. Even though I really don't believe in that, <laughs> but uh, maybe you just want to be quiet there. Although it didn't seem to stop the team though. I know Doug Peterson came out today and said we're going to go down to Dallas and kick their ass or something like that. <laughs> then again, I, I, but people make fun of that. What are you expecting him to say? Yeah, exactly. Oh, you know, we're going to go down oh, to Dallas. A, and I, I hope we win. We're going to get a butts kicked yeah, in. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be rough here. Maybe we win. I, I always find that funny. What do you expect the guy to say? Exactly. These questions sometimes are just like, come on, man. What, what are they going to say? Yeah, they're going to say all the right these, thing. You know what drives me insane? All these interviews in-game, you know, they, when they talk to the head coach when he comes back from halftime, and basically they talk to him during the game between innings, what do you expect? These guys are never going to tell you anything important unless they make a huge mistake and then something slips out. Right. Is that what you're hoping for? The one out of 100 where something slips out? Otherwise, they're completely useless. Right. Or yeah, We're working on this new special play for the second half where we're going to have the wide receiver do a OD. double move on the outside. And then just as he does that, we're going to have the tight end come over and brush his, his coverage so he has a free play. So make sure to keep an eye out for that play. It's going to happen early. <laughs> make sure you look out for that illegal block. <laughs> That's it. Uh, uh, don't yeah. get me starting on the officiating, man. So, oh my god! You know, it's a, <laughs> and this, but this is every game. I, if you're on, if you're on the Cowboy boards, Cowboys are complaining because that offensive uh, pass interference out there was bull, and it was. But the thing is, even if the, if the Cowboys won the game, the Jet fans could complain about five to six calls. It doesn't matter who wins the game. The other team, every, the refs suck. They suck for everybody. Yeah. Okay. There are so many bad calls in every game. I mean, at this point, I don't even worry about the, I mean, it is what it is. Deal yeah. with it. Yeah. Same thing happened with the Eagles. They're not overturning anything. Yeah. No. It no, doesn't no. matter how freaking obvious it is. They are not overturning anything. Zach Ertz. Yes. I wonder if that rule is going the game away. Down. That rule's going away. There's no way they can. Oh, it's that gotta game. go away. Yeah. That's ridiculous. It's All it does is slow the game down. Let it go. Let yeah. it go, guys. Just, just let it go. There's <laughs> interference on every play. Either they tried. Or they're not. Let's go. They tried. Yeah. Uh, Zach Ertz, that happened to Zach Ertz yesterday. Uh, you know, he passed five yards, getting held. They didn't call it. They called for the Vikings afterwards. Uh, it was a big deal. Uh, so yeah, I mean, they blow calls all the time. This, the rules are just not clear. I don't, I blame the refs, but I also blame the rule book being just so shady. Like you don't know the rules. The rules are not clear. And it's just I, that simple. I love it because everything now is, did he really, really impede the receiver from catching the ball? He didn't need both hands, yeah. did he? Come on, he, one hand. Everybody it's, catches it's, the ball with one hand these days. He didn't need the other hand. Right, right. Yeah. I, I <laughs> love that the rule is so like, ambiguous. Jesus. I mean, what, what Jim thinks is really, really bad could be different from what Chris thinks is really, really bad from what I think is really, really bad. Right. It's idiotic. Right. And not you to know, mention uh, you have, you know, strict refs and then you have lenient refs. And it's just like, you know, then you have their, yeah, they're subjective, you know, to these things. And it's just going to be different every time. I mean, you can't, it's messy. It's sloppy. That's why you just got to let them make the calls. You can't re have them reviewed like you guys said. Uh, but, you know, we digress here. Stefan Diggs, if you wanted to buy him, you should have bought him last week. That was the time uh, against this Eagles secondary. I'm sure not a lot expected this type of game, but it happened. And now it's going to be hard to buy low. You're not doing that now. Terry McLaurin was wide receiver number two. Uh, seven targets, four for 100. I think he's for real. I hope I'm not overreacting. But we'll get more into it tomorrow. Still early in the week. Only Monday here on Fantasy Football Frenzy. For Fantasy Taz, Jim Day. For George Kurtz, your boy, the closer, Chris Ventra. We'll see you all tomorrow. On Hot Tuesday, BFFs are up next. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm going to miss you. Here's what you missed on Fantasy Football Frenzy. I didn't want it to end. 49ers win 20 to 7. They move to 5 and 0. Atop this tough division which, you know, has the Rams now 3 and 3. Seattle's what? 5 and 1? 5 and 1, yeah. 5 and 1. So, yeah, Seattle wins a close one with Cleveland, uh which they were trailing pretty big early on and uh, you know, Russell Wilson is just the total opposite of Jared Goff. He gets the job done. When he needs Probably to, he gets right the now. job done. Yeah. Yeah, he is the He's the truth right now. Yeah. He's that good. When he needs to be. And, you know, they ran all over Cleveland, too, with Chris Carson. But are the 49ers for real? At 5-0? and oh? Yeah, absolutely. With their defense playing the way it's playing, they're for real. Um, Don't you jump know, on the bandwagon now, Jim. I'll, I'll get Richard Sherman after you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I, I'll be honest. I wasn't a believer, and I'm still not a believer yeah. in Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm just not. He's a game manager um, right now. He doesn't have to do yeah, anything. He's a game manager. And that's fine. Sure. If you can run the way they've been running. Uh, you know, and using all their backs too, and they're doing it well. I like that. Um, and then the fact that this defense has really turned around in such a huge way. Um, you know, I, I, they're, they're, right now they are tough to do anything against this defense. They're a scary team. Yeah, they're a scary team. And they came out of left field this year. So well, one of the only two undefeated teams, New England had that cupcake schedule. I want to see them play a really good team. Uh, I'm not sure who they're playing next week, but oh, hopefully they play a really good Buffalo team and struggled. I mean, yeah. they got the win, but it was a struggle. Yeah. Uh, here, here's some, another, good, play a another good stat about. about that. <laughs> here's another good stat about 49ers against wide receivers. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Odell Beckham Jr., Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and Brandon Cooks have combined for 14 catches, 143 yards, and one TD against them. Yeah, that's bad. Six top receivers. There you go, Richard sure, Sherman. He's, he's a veteran leader. They got a good mix on defense of veteran leaders and young guys like Nick Bosa, who's, you know, starting to play at his potential. Uh, you know, it's just, they're, they're set right now. So it looks good look for them. San, you look at San Fran. I mean, they play Washington next. There's a W. Yep. 
All right, then you got Carolina, tough game, and it's in Carolina. It's, I'm sorry, it's, at, it's in San Fran. I give San Fran the edge here. Then they're at Arizona. That should be another That's a win. W. Yeah. And they could easily be 8 0. 8 0 before they uh, have a, sh- a showdown Monday night against Seattle on November 11th. Oh, week, that's uh, awesome. That's the uh, Monday night, too? Nice. Uh, it's on a Monday night, yeah. It's uh, in San Fran. Oh, it's in San Fran. I'm, just trying, to make, I'm trying to make sure it's not a, uh, you know, one of these neutral site games. Right, but right. no, it's in, San, it's in San Fran. Uh, so isn't that, they really could. I mean, listen, there's a chance that I don't see them losing to Washington or Arizona. They're both road games. I guess it could happen. You never know what happens on the road, but I would be surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Carolina game is tough, but it's at home. I'm certainly going to give them the edge there. They, they certainly could be. 